Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, the show that offers you tips and strategies to help speakers build the business of their dreams. Now, here's your host, 30-year industry veteran and business coach, Jane Atkinson. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Jane Atkinson, and today we are going to be talking about avoiding burnout in your speaking business. Our guest expert today is Rachel Sheeran. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me, Jane. First time guest, long time listener. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, I actually was cruising podcasts and tell everybody the name of your podcast. It is F. This S with Rachel Sharon, <laughs> which is not a really all that easy to say, like say that 10 times quickly. You probably couldn't do that. But um, I cruised it and I'm like, oh, this girl has some chutzpah. I really was attracted to you right away. I loved your energy. And I was really excited to talk to you about burnout. Tell everybody though, before we get into this, because I have a million questions for you, uh, tell everybody though about your business as it stands today and kind of where you've come from. Absolutely. Well, as of recording this, we're in January. Congratulations to everyone. We're in January of 2021. Uh -huh. And I don't know as... when this will air though. It may not <laughs> it may not air till March or April, but yay, you made it. <laughs> Absolutely. So in 2021, as it stands right now, about 80% of my business is professional keynoting on a large conference stage. So that typically is going to be around 300 to about 3,000 people are the normal audiences I serve in the association as well as the corporate market. And then on the other side of my business, so that remaining 20 and growing percentage is emceeing. So one of the things that happened, I will say 2020 was the best year of my business. And I think the reason is, is first of all, I haven't been at home to sleep in my bed that many times in a row in a long time. And it turns out that is good for you. Yay! <laughs> totally, totally. But the other side of it was I really dove deeply into the virtual side of things. And I love it. I love the idea that, you know, when people need it most, I was able to show up and kind of do the transfer of energy they were craving or transfer of happiness or transfer of warmth, you know, and just that person that says, I see you, I'm with you, I care about you, come with me, you know, come with me if you want a great conference experience. <laughs> and it was, it's been a blast. And that's where I sit right now is a lot of times, you know, I work a lot, I have a background in sales and in hospitality and events. So when it comes to working with meeting planners and things like that, I was really riding the wave with them knowing that everyone I knew and loved was also freaking out, losing business, getting fired, getting mm -hmm. furloughed, all that kind of stuff and serving them while also serving, you know, it, it, it's thankful to think that when people are hurting, there are also people who are succeeding, which create opportunities for the people, you know, that, that need them. So it, it's been a blast and that's where I sit right now. That is beautiful. You have a pretty interesting uh, biography. Talk about what you did before you became a speaker. Yeah, before I became a motivational speaker, I was in the events and hospitality world as a director of sales. Okay. And I, I absolutely loved what I did. I was working in events. I mean, here's the thing, Jane. Mm -hmm. Try and be part, try and have your job description be part of people's best days. 
best <laughs> celebrations. And you're around delicious food that we all know can save a, a stressful board meeting. It can celebrate a momentous time. It was one of the most joyful jobs, positions, industries, cultures ever. And I loved it. I loved what I did. I loved who I did it with. I loved who I did it for until one day I woke up and I thought, I, I hate my team. Mm. Uh, my, t my team is full of nincompoops. I don't know why I hired them. I, it's all <laughs> got to be on me. It was a bad wake up chain. Uh, you, you get the award for the first person to use the term nincompoop on the Wealthy Speaker Show. I love ding, it. Ding, 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 ding. I will ding, accept ding. my prize. prize. That. <laughs> I love okay, it. So, but, okay, so you woke up one day and you loved it until you didn't. Were you burnt out, do you think? Oh, I was so burned out without the words for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up in a Catholic family. I'm the oldest in a big Catholic family. And growing up, we, I think as humans, we're into dichotomies, but my family was very black and white. You were happy, you were sad, you were good, you were bad, you were smart, you were dumb. You know, and someone out there might be thinking, oh, poor Rachel. No, this is just a Catholic upbringing in, in New England at the time that I was raised. And to me, what was interesting was, I think I was I was given a bit of a disservice because as we know, Jane, right, there are so many emotions, just like there are so many colors out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, an avocado and a chartreuse might both be kind of green, but they're totally <laughs> different, right? I mean, talk to anybody who likes painting walls. I'm the person that buys the whole gallon without testing. That <laughs> says probably too much about me, but... The idea I knew we here, were going to get along. There we go, Jade. <laughs> there we go. But this idea, though, of of being able to say I'm burned out, that wasn't in my vernacular. And to oh. burn out was to fail, to say that I couldn't cut it, to say that I had made a mistake in investing this time, this energy. And Jane, here's a real peek behind the curtain. I had failed before. I had been made mistakes before. I had done all those things, but I had always seemingly bloomed out of them, bloomed up from them, things mm -hmm. like that. I didn't like it. Okay. I made a change, mm -hmm. but burnout was something very different because burnout, as I define it, is when joy leaves work. And when joy leaves work, what's very scary and tragic and liberating and a bunch of other things about that is, well, what if your identity is work? And that's very American. It mm. is very American to have our identity come from the work that we do. And, and, uh, and I, I fell victim to it and I couldn't let anyone in. I think mm -hmm. you are onto something there because that is what shook so many of my clients and students to the core when COVID happened and all of their live speaking events were gone. Well, wait a second. Who am I now? Who if am not, I now? If not this, then who? Right. And oh. so when you have your identity tied up in hopping on planes and be, being a road warrior, I think that a lot of people really have come to a place of reckoning. And I have some clients who have come to a wonderful place and they will never go back again to the same lifestyle, Rachel. Mm -hmm. So what do you think some of the signs are that you're like, sometimes you just are like tired, okay? <laughs> You've been on the yeah. road for a long time and you're just tired. What would you say burnout versus tired? Tell me what your definition is. 
That's a good question. You know, my mom, when we were growing up, should say it looks better in the morning. (laughs) And when you're tired, it really does. Yeah. And when when you're burned out, it's the same slog Uh, every day. It doesn't look better in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I think that, you know, in looking back, right, coming through the burnout is, you know, being tired is situational. You're tired because your kid was up all night, um, you know, with a stomach bug. You're tired because you were burning the candle at both ends. You're tired because of, you know, a global pandemic, political unrest, social injustice. You know, like these things can very much tire you out. Burnout is something that compounds. And burnout, when you look back at it or when you're in the middle of it, you can see the slow creep. At first, it was this, right? It started to me with my team. I looked at others around me and I thought... Full of nincompoops. And yeah. actually, that is a really big sign is that when everybody else around you is not able to cope, really probably the problem is you. Sure. Yeah, you're the problem, not me. Only yeah. me. Like, mm, mm, Rachel, nice. You know, but, yeah. you know, it's so funny. You know, the, what the mind, what you look for is always what you find, right? And so, you know, here's the thing. I found flawed humans trying to do their best. And what I didn't do was give the grace to me as I a flawed human trying to do my best. And, you know, when you think, okay, tired or burnout, I always think, you know, when joy has left your work, you start to dread the things you love. And to your point, Jane, you know, for all the incredible speakers that you coach and the careers that that you're helping boost through your programs, you know, there's parts of it that we know off the bat we love. Travel was a big one for me. I wanted to see the world, make up for lost time that I had spent, you know, working 80 hours a week, loving it until I didn't love it. And that was such a huge perk. And Jane, I had a a dark night of the soul moment. Mm -hmm. And I thought, it's all gone. What if, and I didn't even put words to it until later, but I said, what if I never get on a stage again? And Jane, as soon as I owned that fear, that, 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 that foe in front of me, the thought came the other side of it. You're not here for a stage. You're here for a message. You're here for a mission and people need you more than ever. And there was the moment I loved virtual. Wow. So you came to the same thought. Look, I'm going to even show you. People can't see this at home. People need me now more than ever. Is post-it note that I had to put up all the way back a year ago when all of this started to happen. I had doubts. I started thinking, oh, oh, we're going to need to sell the house. Like where I got very, very nervous and very, very afraid until I remembered... (laughs) People need me now more than ever. And that was literally, I've said it on the podcast many times, that was like flipping a switch. My mindset, you know, I have been studying mindset and your thoughts equal your results. And my thought originally was, oh my goodness, my industry is wiped out, wiped out, gone, not a helpful thought. And then when I switched it to people need me now more than ever, everything changed. I had an amazing month following and you had an amazing 2020 now when did you do this ted talk you've got 45,000 views on a ted talk called how to burn out and be successful yeah That's a great title by the way thank you mm-hmm. it was um it was december 2019 picture it i'll, I'll invoke <laughs> sophia from golden girls picture it <laughs> i got flown to the dominican republic which is where i did my tedx and what's so fun about 
Ted, it was the first time I had applied. It was the first time I gotten accepted. And I thought, uh, much, much to kind of what we're talking about here, I thought, this is my business. This is a, a pipe dream, a, a big, huge dream of mine. I want to go to a place that I love that feels like me. So I applied to maybe five TED Talks. One of them was in Munich because I've always wanted to go. Um, another one was in, oh, I don't know, somewhere in the coast of Italy. Um, another one was the Dominican Republic because, I, you know, I am tropical. That is what is in my soul, is beaches and, and, and island vibes and just this idea of, you know, especially coming from the hospitality industry, going mm -hmm. to places where someone would hear my story or see me up on stage and go, she knows my heart. She knows that I love to serve. And it was a blast. I tell you, Jane, it was the first time. I mean, three years prior, I was sitting middle seat economy last row on American <laughs> Airlines for my some of my first paying gigs. You know, I, I didn't know. I was just, I, I was happy to be there, Jane, yeah. you know? And this uh, trip, you know, upgraded and I got the lay flat seats for the first mm -hmm. time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, you always- Beautiful. I, you thought, I've made it. I've made it. <laughs> and um, it was great. You know, it was such an interesting experience. That could be a whole other episode, truly. But when it came to TEDx, I will say one thing that I didn't realize when I was doing it, but realized very quickly upon the day of, was the audience I was speaking to was not native English speakers. Oh. And the majority of them did not understand English or speak it fluently. But I will tell you this, Jane, I was nervous. I was ready. I was excited. I was driven. And at the end, I had a line of people there crying, saying, mi corazón, mi corazón. Like this one woman, I, I'll never forget her. We're still Instagram friends. And she just, she's talking to me in Spanish a mile a minute. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't understand. There are tears running down her face. And she goes, I see, I feel, I love you. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I felt like, I felt like king of the world. And it's so funny, you know, in my TED talk, it, came out. it was your energy that translated. That's yeah. Amazing. And then, and then in May, what a COVID gift. Yes. Oh, Just wow. randomly, you know, here you are. May, May was a long month for us here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you get a Google alert. Your TED Talk is live. And you're like, what? Oh. And I'll, I'll tell you, my husband and I sat right here in my studio. We had the dog at our feet. And I got to share that with him for the first time in, in a world that hadn't been halted. That would have never happened, Jane. Mm. And it, it was glorious. You would have not really settled into that moment in that particular mm. way. So 45,000 views. You had the talk about burnout. Was that like a pivot for you to move more into burnout or had you already kind of decided to move in this direction? Yeah, the second the second I quit my job by saying F this S at a leadership meeting, throwing a few laptops, being super professional, Jane, super professional. <laughs> I walked out of quitting my six-figure job, mm -hmm. walked directly into therapy and said, hi, I don't want to talk about my past and I don't want to talk about my family. I just don't want to be a workaholic anymore. And my therapist, God bless her, she should be on the poker tour. She kept a straight face and said, <laughs> we can do that. Of course, spoiler alert, therapy is wonderful and you got to talk about it all. Yes. But at the end of it, you know, at the end of six months, I said, 
I now have words. I now understand how I got here. I understand that the well-meaning American dream that I was going after, I wanted to be myself and be a rebel and be authentic and have all the glittering gold and, and prove it for other people. And, you know, it's Michelle Obama. She's definitely an inspiration to me. And, and she says that when the door of opportunity opens and you go through it, reach back and pull someone through with you. Oh, and nice. I wanted to do that as myself and help others from throwing out work they loved, a team they love, clients they love. You know, I I look back now, would I trade my life today for my life five years ago? No. But do I do I acknowledge that I, I didn't really want to go through that, that I pulled a lot of other people through it with me eventually? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Now, when it comes to, say, avoiding this situation, what are some ways to make sure people don't burn out in their own businesses? I I think that it's still possible. I know that COVID has changed the game. A lot of people are in off the road, but a lot of people I know have actually worked harder in this past year because they were hustling and I'm all for hustle, but I really like focused hustle. And so I see some of my clients that are maybe doing scattered hustle <laughs> because, and I, I see that as being a fear-based uh, reaction response. Mm -hmm. And so the more focused you can be, talk about what are some of the things that you can do to make sure you don't burn out. Yeah, the throwing spaghetti at the wall, folks listening. I feel you. I get you. Listen to Jane. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jane, when it comes to burnout, you know, I'd be curious to know if you've ever burnt out or felt like the tings of burnout. Yeah, I burn out on certain things. So we actually took a pause on all the podcast recordings over the entire summer. And I have to tell you, there was a lot going on this summer that I could have been talking about and felt really timely about, but I got burnout on recording podcasts and I took a break for six months. We, luckily, we had enough in the can that we just kept everything rolling. Nothing felt different to the listeners, but I've been burnout in that regard. I think owning my own business, I'm probably about 17 or 18 years into it now. And I've got it set up, Rachel. I mean, people have know this who are listeners. Uh, Mondays are light days. I maybe do two podcast recordings and Fridays I'm off. So basically I have a pretty good three day week of coaching yes. and I coach from 12 to three. I mean, my dad, God bless him. He used to laugh and be like, oh, you're making that much money. You're still taking Fridays off. Like he just thought it was hilarious that I was able to do this. And I never even would have had the vision to for it to be possible. I go to Strategic Coach in Toronto, Dan Sullivan's group, and um, people there showed me that anything was possible. You work two days a week if you want to. I mean, then the four-hour work week, Loved that book. That was yeah. kind of the beginning of it all for me, but I never put it into implementation. And I think because of that, that's why I actually yeah. don't think that burnout is around the corner for me because, uh, you know, we just, we take it pretty easy over here. Our yeah. goal is to build a business that's perfect for us. Well, and Jane, thanks for sharing because when you say you take it easy, but what I actually hear there is you take 
your choices very seriously. Yes. And that enables it to be easy, right? Fridays off is a choice. Not yeah. doing the podcast for the summer is a choice. Mm -hmm. And as business owners, you know, especially to those folks that maybe go wide with the net or thinking, what am I doing? Or maybe, you know, I I'll tell you, when I was, when, when um, COVID-19 hit, I had just leveled up. I had just gotten to kind of a new plane of my career. And of course, you know, you, you think, oh, I've arrived and everyone's like, we're closed. And this idea of, you know, what happens? How do you heal it? How do you prevent it? I just like to say out loud, I, I think, you know, you're, here you are, you're tuned in, you're subscribing to Jane's podcast. And you're, I'm here to tell you, it's not if it happens, it's when it happens. Mm. Because burnout happens to exceptional people who care way too much about their work, who take pride in a, in a life and an impact. Uh, people who think they have the ability, know they have the ability to change the world, impact others, make a difference. Well, guess what? That's not normal, you wonderful people. That's mm. exceptional. And because you care so much, that's, that's really where I think burnout is, it's going to happen. So, mm -hmm. you know, in my experience, burnout happens for three reasons to speakers, whether it's fellow mastermind speakers, whether it's people I mentor or people who mentor me, it's really the clients that you, you have will burn you out. The mm -hmm. circumstances of your speaking will burn you out, aka too much travel, aka, uh, you know, hating virtual, aka, you know, d doing a lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then also too, just you changing burns you out. And so I would say, you know, step number one is is being curious instead of judgmental with ourselves, you know, saying out of client circumstances or or maybe yourself changing, what do you think's burning you out? Can you identify like for you the tasks of mm -hmm. podcasts? That was the start of it. You know, sometimes it's the switch to virtual burns you out. Great. You know what? If burning, if virtual is burning you out, here's a few things that I know for true. Number one, if what you have built, you can still take a break from while you're investing in another way and it'll be back here with you, especially with great planning. Jane took the summer off from podcasts. No one was the wiser, right? <laughs> the, the second the second thing is if you're burned out from virtual, great, write the book you always said you wanted to. Write the better book. How about revisiting your books and updating them, right? How about bundling them? How about creating a course with them, right? I mean, the, I know this is a lot of what you coach your speakers yeah. through, these options, but here's the thing. You don't have to. You get to. Right. And that yeah. mindset is is a common one of power. If you can hold it. Choose. I love the word choose. And I think that when you are under pressure, it's really easy to choose things that might be outside of your boundaries normally. So there's probably been a lot of speakers who took engagements that they wouldn't have normally taken. And I get it, you know, got to keep the lights on. I totally understand that. Um, but there were a few things that cropped up for me that I still chose not to do all summer long, still took Fridays off. There was an opportunity for me to speak to a global audience, maybe like Singapore based or something like that. And my options were 11 p.m. or 6 a.m., I'm sorry, but you're not going to get the best of me at either of those hours. I'll pass. And I know that it'd be like, what? That's a great opportunity to expand your audience globally. Well, it wasn't, I held my boundaries. That wasn't, wasn't inside my boundaries. And I think the reason why people don't hold their boundaries is fear-based. 
And so really a lot of what we're talking about is about choosing and about not making your decisions out of fear. Yeah. And and being able to be curious with it. You know, when I think about curiosity, when I think about um, fear is very dark and heavy. When I think about curiosity, I feel it's very light. It's very playful. Mm -hmm. And I've started to, and I, Jane, I wouldn't be surprised if you do this as well, be just curious with myself when I start to get stressed. Here's mm -hmm. some questions I ask. Um, is this the way it has to be? Will it be this way forever? Do I still want what I thought I wanted? Spoiler alert. I thought I wanted the corner office. I thought I wanted the big team. No, uh-uh, no. Uh, you know, th this idea of the permission to change, you know, and, you know, we started off talking about how COVID-19 really had folks saying, oh, my gosh, you know, what I'm doing is gone. What what now? And here's the thing. It's OK to anyone listening to change. We're supposed to change. And mm -hmm. burnout a lot of times burns us down so we can be open again so that we can have a clarity. And, you know, here's a spoiler nobody's paying attention to us nearly as much as we're paying attention. No one's going to be like that Jane Atkinson. <laughs> she used to do a podcast and she's not, you know, if you ever decided to close it or, or pivot or, you know, do pirouette or whatever else word you wanted, you know what, who you've been, who you are and who you will be are all up to you. Just make sure that it's authentic and it makes you happy. Because I'll tell you, there's a bit of data from the University of California that I, I rely on a lot. And it was a big part of my TEDx. And it's this idea of, does happiness make you successful or does success make you happy? Mm. And great news, happiness is a precursor to success. Happy people sell more, score more points, uh, are more well-liked by others, get referred more, have better sex, Jane. I, I'm, the positives are through the roof. And the beautiful <laughs> truth is the happier you are, the more successful you are, the more you give. And as a giver yourself, as a coach and a host and, and, a, and a trainer, this is one of those things where we know the truth. The more you give, the more that makes you happy. And it creates this beautiful cycle. And, you know, one of the things I, I do hold on to is um, just the fact that my success, our success, your success, it's on its way to me. If, if I don't catch this bus, there's another bus. I just need to be looking for the bus I want mm. to your to your 11 p.m. keynote. That's impressive. <laughs> I'm I'm a night owl, so I'll send you all my 8 a.m. gigs, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> now, I really uh, 12 and 3 are kind of where I have my boundaries, and that's probably very limiting. And a lot of people would never do that in their business. I get it. I'm I kind of... Uh, a little bit different in the fact that most of my business comes from coaching in my school and my masterminds. But um, if I was a speaker, I always think about what would I do if, you know, and I know that some of my, the people who have gone before me, Joe Calloway, for instance, who I think, I don't know if he's retired now or not. He says he is. The, he decided a long time ago, I'm not going to work on Saturdays. I'm not going to schlep books from place to place. I'm not going to do this. And he had a list of boundaries. And I just love it when people are that clear on what they will do. And I think that COVID has really tested a lot of people's boundaries. One of the things I think we should add to your list in terms of if you think you are a burnout is what is my primary thought 
What is the thing that's running through my head over and over and over again? And really examining that thought, this whole mindset work that I've been doing, I'm, I'm getting certified in mindset coaching, is all about our thoughts equal our results. So if you've got something going on on the loop that is not incredibly helpful, like maybe it's even I'm burnt out, I don't like this anymore, whatever it might be, you have to really examine that and be curious about it. I love that word, curious. Yeah, totally. So, Rachel, talk about your podcast. You're about a year into it now, are you? Absolutely, yeah. It was a it was a COVID baby, so we've got about half a half a year's worth of episodes, and awesome. it focuses. You know, I always like to think I build from my wacky brain what I wish was out in the world. It comes from my packages. It comes from my titling. It comes from my zany background back here, and. Um, F this S was born out of, of course, my my keynote, my quitting, my uh, burnout, and just the idea of what are the things that I can share that are quick 20 minute episodes about things that add up to preventing burnout, keeping success in your life and joy in your work, because happiness and success, I think, are interrelated mm -hmm. if we insist that it is, you know, if we insist for Fridays off. And I just want to say out loud, Jane, I love you sharing this because every time you share on this podcast, it some it makes it possible for others listening in. You know, it seems like you mentioned your group in Toronto. It seemed impossible until it was other people's realities. Mm -hmm. uh, a mentor of mine, Susie Price out of Atlanta, incredible speaker, executive leadership coach. I remember the first time I ever met her, I was a huge fangirl of hers. And, you know, I was persistent a few years ago trying to meet her. And she met me for lunch. And I remember we had just gotten our salads and the, the waiter left. And I said something like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I mean, a five million in savings, you know, private jet, like, you know, that would be some of my goals. And she looked at me and she said, don't ever make fun of your own goals because your goal is someone's reality and it will be yours soon if you can keep it up. I love and that. I love that. Uh, I'm going to share with you one. My family is kind of what drives uh, a lot of my goals. It's a little bit to do with my husband too, but um, mostly I have this vision of taking the entire family. We're getting ready for grandchild number six to be born this summer. I would love nothing other than to take the entire family on a hop on, hop off, round the world jet, private jet tour. <laughs> I know that's I know that sounds, I'm not going to make fun of it, but I'm putting it out there to the universe because I think it would just be such an amazing experience for all of us. Uh, for us to see the world through our grandchildren's eyes, for us to do it in a way that is really interesting and safe and comfortable and feels like really like a once in a lifetime thing. Anyway, yes. that's kind of what drives. Uh, and you know what? Dan Sullivan has a, a, a saying, I want what I want because I want it. And that's no apologies. I want what I want because I want it. I love it. I'm not going to lie, Jane, over here. I'm getting a little emotional just hearing you say that. It makes me so happy because it's already been ordered. The jet's there. The world is there. You know, it's it's about that closing that gap between it. And I, you know, I want it because I want it. That's stellar. It's um, 
it's that kind of thing. If I could wave a wand over our world and, and the speakers listening to this, I would say, if I could wave a wand over you, it's to have your effort list. And to me, I say an effort list is two-sided. Effort, I don't want to do this anymore. Effort, I won't do this anymore. Effort, I'm going to pay someone to do this. The stuff you don't want, let yeah. it go. And effort, faith it right? Uh, effort, I want this. I want this jet. I want this trip. I want congratulations on a do uh, half a dozen grandkids. That's amazing. You know, and, and you know what? It's okay to have the, the, whether it's frivolous or it's ginormous, isn't that part of the wonderful complexity of human experience, having desire, having something that really gets you going. And um, I'll, I'll high five you in the skies on our jets. We'll we'll see you okay. up there very soon, Jade. Really good. I need to give a shout out to Pat Museau because she envisioned this for herself and became a blogger and got several trips free around the world uh, just by talking about what it was that she was doing. And I thought that was a pretty cool way to go. So, okay. If someone is listening to this and feeling burnt out, hopefully they've gotten a little inspiration by our side trails there. What's one piece of advice you would give them to heal their burnout? I would say that you are not alone. That knowledge can be helpful. And the people who love you don't want you to keep doing something that's killing your joy. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care what, you know, let me rewind. The people listening to this podcast are successful speakers. Mm -hmm. They're wealthy speakers. They're on their way to epic things. And sometimes along the trail of that, we can get confused that our families or the people that love us, love us because of what we do. Mm. But but they don't. They, they might enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. My husband's gotten some great perks. We call him <laughs> lovingly King Sheeran over here. And uh, it's been a blast. It's been a blast. But here's the thing the people that love you want you to be happy and we are so servant-hearted that people don't know unless we tell them this is killing me you know this is hurting me i'm i'm a little confused and we try and hide the fact that we're burning out and i'll tell you what you let them in it will be easier and you will be able to believe the things they tell you like i love you you can do it. You've built this and you can build it again. And and all those things are true. But mm -hmm. I, I think that um that keeps us from talking about burnout a lot is I don't want to worry others or I don't want to admit it. Or what if this all goes away? And the spoiler alert is, okay, so you're something different. Great. You'll be I've a wonderful realtor. <laughs> I've done it before. I'll do it again. Amen. Well, Rachel, this has been absolutely delightful. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. RachelSheeran.com is my website. You can sign up for weekly podcast episodes to be delivered, my newsletter. I do occasionally do uh, quarterly trainings. You can check out some of my zany virtual speaker strategies and things like that over there. I also post a lot about my hot husband and cute dog on Instagram. So I'm Rachel.Sheeran over there and on LinkedIn too. Beautiful. And you've got a book coming out in the future. What's it going to be called? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the title, we're still working on it. If anyone's ever written a book and tried to title it, I would like to start a therapy group with you. But it's all around burnout and how to come back to success that you love and work that you love. So that'll be coming out at the end of 2021. So it's another it. COVID baby I'm proud of. 
I love it. My COVID baby is called How to Scale Your Business, How to Scale Your Speaking Business, excuse me. And uh, it's coming out any day now. Well, love it may be out by the time this podcast airs. So I love it. Um, Jane, what are you going to cheers with to celebrate? What's your drink of choice? When I get my uh, book in my hot little hands, it could be a margarita, which I know you're from the South. You probably appreciate that. Love it. Or it could be a nice glass of red. Either one. Fabulous. Jane, I can't wait to read it and cheers to you with one of those. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for being on the show. If you're listening in, uh, we appreciate you being here. Let us know in the comments. Make sure you subscribe. And with that, we will say, see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. If you need help building the speaking business of your dreams, head over to WealthySpeakerSchool.com and take advantage of our 20-minute next step call. Thanks for listening to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast.